Arizona Science is supported by Research Corporation for Science Advancement. For Arizona Public Media, I'm Tim Swindle, Director of the University of Arizona Space Institute, and this is Arizona Science. Joining me today is Ellie Broadman, a postdoctoral research associate in the University of Arizona's Laboratory of Tree Ring Research, who has been trying to reconcile conflicting evidence about the history of the temperature of the Earth over the last several thousand years. Welcome, Ellie. Hi, thanks so much for having me. Ellie, you've been talking about a temperature conundrum. Could you explain what that is? Sure. So the temperature conundrum that we talk about in the paper we recently published uh, refers to the fact that we have these two major lines of evidence for understanding past climate changes. One is in natural archives on the Earth's surface. So those are things like tree rings, uh, glacier ice, ice cores that a lot of people are familiar with. Uh, the sediments that accumulate at the bottom of the oceans and lakes. The other type of evidence we have is from climate models. So climate models are very powerful mathematical representations of the Earth's climate. So the two things have very different strengths. And interestingly, when we look at those two lines of evidence to understand global temperature change over the last 6,000 years or so, they give us different answers. The models tell us that temperature has very gradually increased, leading up to the very rapid modern global warming that is much more extreme and for different reasons that we've experienced over recent decades. Whereas the natural archives, we call them proxy data, show a gradual temperature decrease starting at about 6,000 years ago, leading up to that global warming. How big are the changes that you see over those 6,000 years before the, the modern increase? We are talking about uh, a temperature change of maybe a degree Celsius or less. So for context, over the last 100 years or so, our temperature has already risen globally about a degree Celsius. So we're talking about a magnitude of change over many thousands of years uh, that is less than or similar to what we've experienced due to current climate change. How do you choose between the models and the physical proxies? Yes, that is the question, isn't it? And the real answer is that both have different strengths and add a lot to the debate. So it's not so much about choosing, but about getting them to speak together better. Uh, so what we found in our review that we recently published, which we didn't do original research for, right? We looked at all the excellent science that's been done on both sides uh, across our community. And we find a bit more evidence for the proxy-based cooling trend over the last several thousand years. And we think that what's happening is that the climate models do a great job uh, forecasting future temperature, for example. They do a great job with, with some aspects of temperature change, but it's possible that they're not picking up some of the more nuanced climate feedbacks. What has been the response of the climate modelers to this work of yours? You know, I think that and again, I don't really want to frame it in terms of proxies versus models um, because we do work together. And there are plenty of studies that already blend these two lines of evidence to try to do exactly that, to try to get them to speak together well. But I think, I think most climate modelers are quite well aware of the 
strengths and weaknesses of climate models, just like folks on the proxy side are well aware of some of the weaknesses on our side, right? For example, one argument that's been used sort of against the proxies or to suggest that the proxies might be wrong is what if we are missing something about the seasonal sensitivity, right? What if all of our natural archive data is sort of biased towards one season and therefore we're not picking up on annual global temperature change uh, that we're trying to, to capture in this kind of work. So I think the response is that everyone is happy to see progress on this topic. And of course, you know, scientists disagree with each other sometimes, but it's all it all adds to the debate. Well, thanks for coming in, Ellie. Yeah, thanks so much for having me. Our guest today has been Ellie Broadman, who has been trying to pin down the temperature history of Earth over the last 6,000 years. This is Tim Swindle, and you've been listening to Arizona Science. You can also listen to this and other Arizona Science segments by going to the Arizona Public Media website at acpm.org. Thank you to Research Corporation for Science Advancement for their support of Arizona Science.